You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. And tonight, we are... Hey Queens, what's going on? It is Josh here with another episode of the Queen Podcast. And I am really excited about this episode because we have our first return guest coming back to the podcast to chat about an update of life, I guess. Maddie Bullerman from the UK Tour Cast is here and ready to rumble. And uh, we're really excited. We chat just theatre, life, everything. This is a really long episode, guys, so please stick around right to the end because this is just a really amazing chat. It's not like our other episodes. And if you like it, I've got something in the works for you guys later on down the track. But this week, Maddie is back. The girls are nearly back on stage, so make sure you're checking out all the six official stuff. But you know what time it is. It is time to get down. Here we go. I'm the queen of the castle. Get down, you dirty rascal. Get down. Hey, queens. Welcome back to the Queen of Podcast. This week, we are going for something a little different because we have a return guest coming to join us this week. Maddie B. Hello, hello. Hello, how are you? I am fabulous. I'm, I'm trying to figure out when we last spoke to each other. Oh, uh, gosh. Let me see, because it's been, it's been a hot minute. It has. Yeah, it's been, it's been a long time. Um, um, I, I think it's close to like three or four months. Like a lot yeah. has happened in the last like lot 26 happened. weeks. Um, yeah. Wow. So that's what we're going to do today, guys. We're going to unpack the next 26 weeks and then that about Maddie going <laughs> back to work in like three. So yay. <laughs> yes. um, keeping everything crossed. Yeah. So if you have missed out already and you haven't listened <laughs> to Maddie's previous episode, I believe episode 15 <laughs> is the one you're looking for. So pause right here and <laughs> go listen go, to that. Check guys, it out. If you type up Queendom into Spotify, the podcast is the first thing to come out. How good's that? Um, where are we? Hello, 15. <laughs> episode 15 look i know my podcast guys so go listen to that one um go because it's a banger and then come back here because this is gonna be like the hangout chill so learn about maddie in the first one and then come here um Uh so in those what are we at 23 yeah 23 weeks since we last spoke Mm -hmm. or even more than that because we recorded beforehand um how have you been what have you been up to gosh i mean with the brilliant news coming up that hopefully we're going back to the show and everything's going well at the moment I've been retraining up you know getting back to that stamina again I've been staying fit but getting back to the stamina of the show and vocally and physically um and mentally as well I've been preparing you know we going over everything and and also but in the meantime when I've been chilling I've kind of I've been binging every sort of Ryan Murphy series there is I've been doing Hollywood um Pose, um, American Horror Story, Ratchet. I've just been going through all of it. That has been my chill time and it's been the best. It's been amazing. So yeah, if you haven't seen those, check them out. Do it, (laughs) do it, do it, do it. Um, So talk me through the emotions of finding out we're going back because we spoke about like the potential and then like Mm -hmm. not knowing in a couple of months ago. Now we're like, yeah close we're close Close. so what's that like for you right now do you know what so when there was news of the potential drive-in 
tour back back way back a few months ago i got really really excited and really really hyped up and excited about it obviously because it was like we thought it was all going back and um when we found out obviously no one no no fault of anyone just the nature of how everything went um that it was cancelled i really was devastated and i had quite a low period after that yeah so weirdly, when this was announced that we were going back, being honest, I kind of was preparing myself for it to not go ahead. I was I was almost thinking, well, don't get your hopes up. Don't, you know, get too invested almost weirdly and kind of protecting myself in a weird way. But what I realised is that I thought, well, I'd actually rather get really excited and really invested and have that low time because then I've, it, I've enjoyed that time that we've been of being excited about it yeah than be on the fence and not feel anything really at all and yeah. i thought so now i'm getting excited about it now i thought okay it's all right it's gonna be it's brave to like get excited about something in this time and it's so you're doing well mad so i've yeah. been i've been doing that so now i'm really excited and now i'm really gearing up and you know been chatting to i mean we've been chatting to the girls all the way through but kind of chatting and getting excited and yeah so it's been and now i'm really excited yeah we're almost at that point. What is it like right now? Like two, three weeks until you go into rehearsal? Yes, three, six. It's about a, it's about a month. So four, four weeks, three and a half weeks probably. So by yeah. the time this airs, guys, it'll be like a week, <laughs> and rehearsals will be back. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, oh, that's so cool. Um, and obviously, a new Seymour. Um, so what's yes? What's it been like welcoming, saying bye to Lauren, and then welcoming Carly into the mix? <gasps> Do you know what? Obviously, because we we're all very close um, to Lauren, and and that was it was really really heartbreaking because obviously, of course, you know you don't want to say goodbye to one of your really close friends, and and you know I think with the added um, not having the kind of not having known that it was her last show, yeah. I think if you know knowing that we would have made it like a big thing. Do you know what I mean? But obviously, yeah. there was no way we could know. Um, but at the same time, of course, you know she's there's it's for it's not for like bad reasons. It's for very like awesome reasons. So it's all fine. Yeah. And um, so that's very excited, and we we're all so happy for her. And basically, um, and then I message gave Carly a message, and and um, kind of we had a little chat and voice know, and it's been lovely. So I can't wait to meet her. I can't wait to meet Carly, and it's going to be great. So. Yeah, she seems like it's going to fit right in. It's just, she's very much, very similar. From what I gather, from what we've chatted, like, she's yeah. quite similar to our group anyway. So I feel like it's going to just slot right in and have fun. I'm so excited to see, like, the dynamic and everything. And, yeah. Oh, it's going to be so good. Um, yeah. So how's Berlin looking after quarantine with your run- <laughs> run-throughs that you've been doing? Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> so um, I, <laughs> I'm definitely getting... Um, stamina back but also I think do you know what I was thinking through what I needed to go over and yes I mean we, we actually had a lot of choreo sessions over zoom with Carrie in prep to go to the driving tour yeah. so we recapped a lot of stuff and I've been going through that in my head anyway and physically I've got quite a good memory in terms of things stay in my head for a long 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 time yeah. so I feel like I muscle memory wise will be fine with choreo it's the lines so that's what i'm going over at the moment 
it's the lines. And I'm telling you now, the, the big long line about her being, I mean, this is a spoiler, but I mean, I, you know, I'm, it's been out you, for a while. If people are you know? listening but to like, the, show, the, been, the podcast you know, at this point, they know it. <laughs> exactly, right? So the big long line about her being a feminist. Yeah. I cannot tell you what that line is right now. So that is a line that I'll be relearning. Um, I, I honestly, honestly could not tell you. I know. Oh, Maddie, no. you've got me stumped. I know, and you, you like. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those lines. Other lines, I'm pretty okay, but it's. It's the patriarchal line. structures one, isn't it? Yeah, it's the patriarchal structures one. Um, um, oh, I. Oh, everyone okay. listening to this right now is just rattling it off the top of their heads while we're sitting. Yeah, here. literally. <laughs> yeah, you all know it better than I do. Um, so yeah, that is where I'm at. That is from now. I'm going over that line, and I'm sure it'll pop into our heads at some random point in this session, and. Do you know what it is? Like, I just can't remember the start. If I remember the yeah, start, it's the start. It, it's like, but but I just can't for the life of me remember the start. We've got the so end. it's good. <laughs> We've got yeah, the end yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read. <laughs> that would be me. If I had to do it now, I'd be <clears throat> I'm a feminist. <laughs> yes, I read. That would be the line right at the moment. So that is where I'm at. That's you know, going over all the lines and, and getting that back in. And I'm sure once I've once I've gone over the lines and once we've done that, it'd be fine. And we've talked about as a group doing a line run and, and all that. So it'll be, it'll be chill. Yes. Yeah, um, also in this time you did a drive-in. Uh, it wasn't yes. the drive-in that we were planning, but the West End musical brunch drive-in. Yes. How was that whole thing getting to see everybody for one? Oh. Because that was like a, a mini reunion. Um, yeah. So what was that it like? It was so magical. My, my good friend, Sinead, who I was in Bridges with, um, Bridges Madison County. She runs this company called Western Musical Brunch that turns into Western Musical Drive-In over um, over this time. So if you haven't checked it out, I'm just doing a sh- shameless little plug of my mate Western Musical Brunch on Instagram. There's some great things. They just just check them out. Um, but um, she ran um, Western Musical Drive-In, and basically we had this event where um, she invited lots of the actors from Six to come and do kind of a couple of songs from musicals, not from Six, but from other musicals. And do you know what was really lovely was, I think because we've only ever properly heard everyone sing as the character in the show, it was so lovely to hear everyone sing other things yeah. and, and see what other styles people can bring out. And it was just, I mean, one performance that stuck out to me was um, Shekinah's um, Rose's Turn. And she just, it was just brilliant. And it was just magic. And the whole day was magic really, but it was such a moment. I thought, oh my gosh, she'd be amazing in this role. And it was, that's what I was doing all day. I was like seeing everyone and going, they would be brilliant in that role. They'd be brilliant in that role. And oh my gosh, this song, I haven't heard this for ages. And and then obviously seeing everyone and um, socially distance of course, but you know, seeing everyone and having a laugh and just like falling straight into the pattern. And I'm not gonna lie, the, the, the week running up to it, having not done performances for a long time, and I know I'm very grateful that, you know, I've, I had the show and I've had a break and I'm going back to the show, but having not done those performances for a long time, I was absolutely, oh, I cannot tell you how nervous I was. So, so nervous, especially with it being a new event. Like, you know, in no other universe have we ever experienced standing up in front of a load of cars and singing. Yeah. Like, it's just a completely new thing. So, um. That when we got there, I honestly thought that I was going to be the only one 
so scared and I got there and everyone was there going oh my gosh what's going on we're so nervous so it was so nice because we all kind of came together and and thought let's just have fun and and have a good time so it was such a brilliant event and seeing everyone just seeing it made me fully and I knew this anyway but it reaffirmed how important theatre is in terms of something to look forward to and something to share and and like and memories to to have that yeah. you can you can form and it was so special seeing um seeing everyone's faces like people were dancing and beeping their horns and it was just it was just great it was just yeah. lovely so yeah very lucky very lucky oh, i just i miss theater i miss oh. live music like i was walking through a shopping yes. center the other day and a band was set up at a bar and they were playing and i was like excuse you hi what, what? that's what? amplified hello oh, <laughs> i'm just yeah. gonna get a drink and sit down for a second yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just it's crazy mm. it, it baffles me and we spoke about my idea before the podcast guys you'll be made aware of it soon once i get it passed yes. through the chain yes um, <laughs> but it baffles me how people still aren't understanding how mm. important live performance not theater but live performance yeah yeah is to mm -hmm. society like yes. I'm, I'm talking all branches i'm talking dance bands yeah soloists theater like yeah. it's just <sighs> it's just it's just i think there's such a there's some places obviously in the world that the arts are so valued and it's just beautiful to see like i'm thinking kind of like paris and in france and being the first thing that sticks out to me and they they quite immediately I, I I feel like I read that they got funding quite quickly and a lot of places did get funding quite quickly because they realize how important it is that they yeah. they know how important the arts are and and uh, I think it was quite I didn't realize how demoralizing it felt to have um, a government that didn't fully give that support early on and even show any recognition it was just I didn't realize how demoralizing until I think I'd just been kind of putting it off in my head thinking oh it's fine it's fine it's fine it's okay almost as a, co a coping thing and then it got to it got to a point and I just I, I don't know what happened I think actually it was something had gone round about what funding was going where and when it was going round and what that and I just had a I just broke down into tears and it just kind of I think I realized how how it is how sad it is when you're kind of being constantly not even told that they don't that people don't care about it but it's like it doesn't even need to be spoken about yeah, yeah yeah and it's like completely ignoring all the, these hundreds of people that are well, thousands of people that are working again not just in musical theater in in gigs and bands and live art and backstage and and dance and and all this and it's just um and even to the point of how useful theatre is as an educational tool, as a developmental tool for people with kind of learning um, difficulties and disorders. Like how, um, you know, I saw a video where there's this brilliant company um, that drive around in their van and basically they can set up outside someone's house and their sensory play theatre. Yeah. It's beautiful. And um, these little kids are just, you can see them light up when they've been missing that. And it's just, I think, People that are doing things like that are just absolute angels right now yeah. because it's so it's not just important for like mental health and and just to go to the theatre and as much as that is wholly important, it's actually 
how people develop and grow and and exist and I think that's that's what's been difficult I've found seeing it affect such a wide variety of people and it's actually reaffirmed how I know I've already said it but how important it is because I think I did have an internalized thing in my head of when you hear about and it's not been from my family or anyone in my family because everyone's really appreciative of the arts in my family but just in general what you see on media and what you kind of hear little jokes about in school and you know about like arts the arts and acting, and, acting yeah. and being useless and all this and it made me realize how internalized that is when you go into the industry and then it's almost I don't know about you but it's made me more confident in saying no this is really important yeah. as an industry this is so important and yeah. we need to keep this yeah but like look at the the three main centers that didn't initially rush to funding the arts are three main mm-hmm. epicenters mm-hmm. for live performance in the world yeah australia UK, yeah yeah us yeah like just been, yeah oh like i haven't really looked into mainland europe so sorry if i'm missing anything there but no, yeah no i haven't either those three governments yeah australia's mm-hmm. only just done it in the last like two months yeah um, but everything else is just like why wasn't yeah. this when everybody like and it took like it still isn't happening everywhere like everyone's mm. speaking about mm. it and trying to get it out there but it's just falling mm. on their fears so like, because the thing is the really hard thing is as well it's that it's so brilliant obviously that the fact that um big theaters in the west end and all this are getting funding and that's amazing and that is the right step it's seeing how it's affecting local theatres and yeah. um, and you know theatres where people don't travel out to London or or do this. Why I'm so excited about going on tour again and bringing it to places on tour. That's really like reminded me how important touring is because for anyone that can't get to those big theatres in the main kind of London like West End or that. Yeah, it's supporting it. It just the support needs to be there for smaller theatres and this is that you know a family would go to and they'd bring their their grandparents they'd come out the house and and all this and it's it's so crucial and I think that's been a painful thing to see how many theatres have had to go under because there's just not that support there and I hope that at some point something happens where they they that turns around but at the moment it's yeah and I can imagine it's the same where you are like yeah we've like in my local area, everything kind of shut down. There wasn't any closures, mm. but like it was mm. just like it was ghost town. Like yeah, there was yeah. absolutely nothing. We've only just just started going. I think we had the first show in the region over the last two weeks. Like, wow, yeah. And to think, guys, like London is what when see so what's december is first shows november first shows november yeah yeah so there's been some um so the last five years the southern playhouse has been playing since the start of october i'm pretty sure um so that's been one that's been going but apart from that and then random there's been like you know when jody and everyone was in um hair and things like that but in terms of west end long-term theaters that's yeah 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 no nothing in new york is opening until june like oh like it just makes you feel horrible doesn't it It just feels so much for everyone over there like yeah yeah so let's put this in perspective um there are like something ridiculous like 100 Mm. there's 41 broadway theaters in new york Mm. right Mm -hmm. 
that is close to six to seven thousand jobs. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and that's not, probably going on the the, the on the low scale, the that's lowest not yeah. including all the people at companies yeah, like Playboy house or and, yeah marketing that do events mm-hmm. and PR. Like, mm-hmm. there's probably upwards of twenty five to thirty thousand jobs just in yeah. York. Yeah, that won't yeah. come back until June. Like, <sighs> guys, <laughs> so alarming. I think I really, really. I mean, even with not even the the slightest hint of like a hopeful idea. I mean, that video recently where everyone was stood on the steps singing yeah. Sunday. Oh my gosh, sobbing, sobbing. Right. It's just, and that's the thing. I think people do. I think when people watch. Not in gen- not everyone, obviously, but I think there's a big thing where when people watch a show, because we're so used to putting on Netflix or putting on TV or something like that, people kind of watch the show that aren't as familiar with theatre and view it as this event singular to their experience and don't even think about the reads of people that are involved. And I think that's that's been the main thing. It's just the ignorance of... of these three like main places and other places that are neglecting it. It's just complete ignorance of not even realizing that. And also there's been quite a few times when the government have said, oh, okay, you can open tomorrow. And it's like, it's not like television. Yeah, hey, it's how not... about the six months of rehearsal that we've got to do to show yeah, up? Like, like... <laughs> it's a human beings. Like we need, to, <laughs> people need to get in shape and you know, like it's just not the same. And yeah, so. I'm really, really feeling for everyone over there. And, you know, seeing how the people are moving out of New York and moving to different places and yeah. for the meantime and, and when they can come back. And it's just, it's a real, real time, isn't it? So really thinking of everyone over there because it's, yeah. Insane. Mm. Insane. Um, so let's keep on the mental health train, guys. This is a completely yeah. off-script episode. So if it feels yeah, disjointed, it's it. because it is. Um, yeah. So stick with us. Um, pure combo. <laughs> you you had a really good like coping mechanism for the start of mm. like you mm. had you had it down. And I was like, <laughs> I did. I had it down. <laughs> so um, obviously. Your what were your session things called? They were the um in isolation imagination. That's the thing. Which Sorry. I named it and then realized how difficult that is to say <laughs> every time. So yeah, that kept me going. Um yeah, so it was 30 days. The first one was 30 days of, of journaling prompts. And um in that people could do journaling or they could do painting, or I mean, someone made a full sixth costume completely that could be in the show and like each day they made another bit and it was just magic um but people would write you know journal entries and things like that and it was just kind of encouraging mental health and kind of self-care in terms in that way like not just being like I'll have a bath and I'll put a candle on like it's like you know caring for the, the mental side and yeah um so that was for 30 days and then I started again I meant to start again for 30 days and I got to like halfway through and it was actually I got it got kind of like I just got mentally quite tired so I thought I've got to just stop that there um and actually after that um was a time when actually I kind of went through my own kind of journey of yeah of I think I've been using it as a coping mechanism as much as as it's it was great coping mechanism to use and I'm so glad I did it because it really actually brought together quite a community of people it was really special and it was lovely to see everyone's 
um, vulnerability and sharing um, the fact that they were joining in, like even even sharing and going, I'm joining in with this shows that they were needing to use it somehow. And it was just really lovely yeah. to see. Actually, after that was when I fully processed everything going on like everything in my head okay, I actually almost like short time thing Maddie <laughs> Let, let's actually yeah like <laughs> literally I think it was actually when that kind of six week adrenaline low hit and everyone kind of hit that adrenaline mark of yeah right this is long term now and from then onwards I actually <laughs> crashed quite a bit and um because I've been running on that adrenaline and then um and actually did like was able to process a lot of this stuff myself and um, I think because I've been doing the um, isolation imagination, I've been like, I'm fine because I'm running this and I've got nothing to think about. <laughs> and actually afterwards, I was like, come on, Mads, you really have. Like, you, yes, yes, you've been journaling, but like, come on now, you need to have a look at this. And it was really healthy then. It was healthy for me to stop it at that point and process everything going on, even things like um, there'd, be, there'd be days when it'd be fine and there'd be days when I just, you know, I'd have thoughts of, you know, what if I had my last show on six and didn't realise that that was yeah. my last show? Like that really played on my mind because there's not that sense of of closure there. And I, I really like it really got me. I think on those days when it was a low day, I was then that was around, you know, the time at the start when loads of different shows had been having to close and it really hit me how much for other people and, and for all of these other casts that that was a reality like they had had their last show and and what that would do to your your mind and it really so it was a real going through a load of these sorts of thoughts and prep almost for every outcome and eventuality but also allowing like listening to music and allowing yourself to just kind of sit there in a feeling and be and not have to I think what I don't know about you but I think what this has shown me and actually allowed a lot of people to re realize is that it's all like you don't have to constantly be fine all the time and yeah funnily enough I was going through my I've got a few quote highlight reels on my Instagram page and um I'd come across the term toxic positivity quite recently and it's something that me and my friends have talked about quite a bit and I didn't realize that I would share quotes sometimes that'd be like be happy, life's great, or like be positive. And I realized that sometimes that's fine. Sometimes that really works. But when you're not feeling great and you're not feeling positive, it just doesn't work. It, it makes you feel shit. worse yeah. and doesn't do anything. And, um, and I really kind of had to look at how like I had, I was able to process emotions like that and not have to feel like I was positive all the time and I think also allow my head to to grieve because at first I was thinking oh I'm in this amazing show and I've got this thing and I'm, I might be able to go back and so I'm really lucky so actually I feel really bad for feeling bad and and there was all that going on yeah. and then I heard a really great Brene Brown podcast if you haven't checked out Brene Brown if you're listening go and listen to the podcast she's an actual wizard she's amazing but um she basically said and something that really stuck with me she said you know your the thoughts that you have about kind of thinking that someone else you know I shouldn't feel bad because someone else has it worse than me 
that thought can't get to them. Like that's not going to help yeah. them in the slightest. It's not going to do like, anything. That's yeah. not going to do anything. All you're you know? doing is just like so, discrediting yeah, your own emotions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're suppressing and denying what you're feeling. And she said, so it's it's not bad in whatever situation to feel whatever you're feeling. And that really helped me. And I think, yeah, yeah, it just helped me get through the time. And also, you know, I was, I'm home with, with really brilliant family and, and we're all quite open about this sort of thing. So I was very lucky in that sense as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, t- I totally agree with that. Because like at the start of lockdown was when the podcast picked up. So I'm like, yeah, I've yeah, yeah, of course. on that for like five months. And I got to a yeah. point where I was like, shit, like why? Like I said to someone, I was yeah. like, COVID has been a blessing for me. And they looked at me and I was like, yeah. And I felt bad. And then I went home and processed. I was like, yeah. no, like it has. Like, yeah. I get to do something I love. I get to talk about something I love. Mm. And I get to have conversations that are potentially healing. Like, I don't know what anyone's going yeah. through, but sometimes yeah. you're just talking about shit. And that's what yeah. Jen and, and see, I did for like two months. We just talked yeah, shit exactly. every week, just yeah. for fun of talking shit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think mentally allowing your, yeah, allowing your brain to go, of course covid as a situation and as what it, the the devastation it's left has been awful but this this time for people that have been healthy and been able to sit and process this time has been a real um i don't say gift but it's a time that we've been given that it's not a bad thing that we've been able to use it in this way i think yeah. that's what it is yeah, do you know what i mean it's like it's not a bad thing that we've been able to use this time for people fortunate enough to be healthy in a way that is a healing time because in a time that is life is so rushed and so quick and the next thing and and getting onto this thing and that and that and that that actually having this length of time is such a strange feeling and I think it's actually been quite useful for a lot of people to be able to learn how to deal with this sort of time again for like if it happens again you know touch wood it doesn't but like to just process being on your own and, and having that time and developing things that you would never have normally, you know, things that are growing out of this time that would never have happened, like your podcast and, yeah. you know, things that have been going on. So yeah, I completely understand that. Completely get that. But also just yeah. focusing on things and like that, mm. that's, you said it there, jumping from thing to thing. I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that we saw come out of this and we had a chat around this time was like the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. Like yes. That. Yeah there was nothing to jump to. Nobody could be mm. like, okay, mm. next. Cause yeah, it was just like, cool. We have to focus on this. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing else to focus on. Our day to day lives are inside. Yeah. It was almost the perfect timing for that whole thing mm. to come up and mm. props out there to all the, the big brands, like the, uh, the premier league and everything that are still pushing for the, like no room for racism and everything that are keeping yeah at the forefront of the conversation um yeah but it, it was just the, i think the the perfect thing where it was like yeah cool you can't jump so focus like learn yeah read yeah 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 educate which was it, it was yeah it was just really it's awakened people to a, a to this truth that has been you know i wouldn't say easy to ignore but it, we've been obviously from a place of being privileged and and white and privileged and very fortunate that that hasn't been something before now that I've been aware of of course and I've been fighting you know people say you say you know you're not racist and and things like that but it's been in this time of really like really learning and and 
you know having to wise up and go this how has this not been something on my mind for longer and really yeah. confronting that and going right this is time to do something and actually jump on this properly and and do the part that I should have been doing for a long time and yeah. face up to that and yeah so completely completely so right now uh, besides rehearsing what is your go-to thing to do during your day what do you what is your <sighs> um probably watching American Horror Story <laughs> um no it's been it has been Netflix actually but that's just been my my way of, of relaxing I think um yeah. and spending that time and also um playing guitar and uh writing music and and allowing also something that I've found really great over this time is realizing that you can do things creatively for the sake of just doing them creatively it doesn't have to be with an end goal or a a, a purpose or like I can play guitar and I can have a sing just for the sake of playing guitar and having a sing and writing a song, not even for the, the, the purpose. And you never know, like I don't, I'm not saying, I'm absolutely not saying that I would be releasing any music. I'm putting that out there now. But I'm going to edit again, that whole part out. Start <laughs> the conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Um, but um, no, it's fine. Um, it's fine. What was um, that, Maddie? You're releasing an album at the end of the year. Huh? What? <laughs> Sorry, what? No, um, but you know, it's something that has been able to let your brain kind of just have that freedom to create yeah. without having to think, oh, okay, I've got to get this deadline for this and do this for this and have people think almost when I, funnily enough, when I was starting to, I've been writing, kind of having ideas for writing music for a long while, for a few years, but, um, but I realized that I had a kind of, frame of mind when I was like oh what will people like and what will yeah. this person like and what will and actually this time has made me go hold on hold on hold on like what do I like what does what would my brain like yes. like and that's so important and you kind of think hold on like I have agency over this and I have control over yeah. over that and it's been really lovely to listen to all this music that I, I would never have listened to because I don't know I, I might have thought weirdly in my head oh it's just that's really like wacky and out there and but like no I really like that and like writing music in the way that you want to write it or I don't know painting in the way you want to paint and uh, creating in any way that you want to create and I think finding the joy in that and in movement and in song and all that without it being for I don't know to sell something purpose, or yeah. for a purpose or has been really healing and really lovely and that's so that's what I've been doing whenever I've, I haven't made myself go okay every day at this time I'm going to write something or every yeah. day at this time I'm going to play piano like it's like if I've felt like it I've gone oh I'm really feeling like this today and, and trusting learning to trust your gut instinct and your knowing and kind of going oh okay I'm feeling like this so I'm going to do it instead of thinking I'm feeling like this but I'm just going to like go with this like and reawakening that again has been really really special so that's what I've been doing recently and I've been kind of trusting that and going along with it and, and seeing yeah I love that and just while I've got the thought guys speaking of Netflix and the arts and how important it is um mm. I don't uh, do you watch the blacklist uh no so this no. is something my mum brought up to me I don't watch it either no the end of their last season that they recorded um was just as COVID restrictions hit on filming television, whoa right? Okay. And they had half of the final episode of the season recorded. 
So <gasps> instead of waiting until filming could go back, mm. the creatives sat and animated the sections that they hadn't filmed. So go and watch wow. the last episode of the most recent season of The Blacklist. Um, wow. And they do like a whole, they like cast talks about it and everything. Um, but they literally edit sections together and it's all animated to finish the episode. And I'm like, this is just like symbol. That's so COVID. cool. Like it, it yeah. was, I was just like, oh, I don't know the show. I don't know what's going on. But I just yeah. watched the episode and it was just like, man, wow. like, <laughs> tell me the arts isn't important. Like, literally, like all literally. the people, all the animators that had to work on that, like yeah. the storyboarders that would have had to pr- translate the script into something that could be animated. Like, yeah. Oh, guys, oh, if you don't this... understand how big the arts industry is, please Google it because, like, there are so oh. many people. Like, look at. And Disney it's so exciting. Example. There are so many jobs. Like, people can be interested in the arts and think, oh, but I'm not interested in that job or that job. There are so many jobs that, that you can almost literally cater to what you yeah. like as a person and you specifically. Like, there's so many jobs out there that just. Oh, just do it. Just it doesn't do matter it. if you can't dance or sing or anything. No, like that. If you can no. do hair, if you can do makeup, if you can, yeah, write, if you can costume and hold it's a been camera. amazing. <laughs> no, actually, yeah. Well, thing is, so after watching um Ratchet um that's on Netflix at the moment, brilliant series, quite a bit gory, quite serious. So you know, if that's not your thing, but it's just brilliant. And there's a whole there's lots of interviews with the cast, and they did like you know Zoom interviews and all this, and they're talking about. And the good thing is about it that they've got all the mem- like loads of members of the the team on there. So they've got like costume on there and design and and uh, the nice thing is is that the like the designers and the costumer were aware of like how the actors informed their choices and the actors are aware of how the costume informed yeah. their choices and the set informed their choices and it's such a brilliant like way of looking at how it's so interlinked. Like you you can't. Yes, I mean, if you look at it, you know, if there's a stage and there's someone that's saying a monologue, yes, okay, that's acting. But like the good stuff is when it's all mixed and it's all, everyone's sharing and interweaving and like, oh, it's just magic, it's magic, it's magic. So yeah, just, oh, yeah, it's how people Guys, can you tell it. that we're not only a part of the industry, but we kind of love it. We <laughs> like, <laughs> do we? Hmm? I don't know. <laughs> like, I just, I just, I want to hear everyone's like opinions right now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone's like biting their tongue and mm. it's going to like, there's certain little snippets that'll like bubble up and then just go down. Yeah. It's like, yeah. The, the pot you know is, is like simmering. It's just like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's interesting because places like Twitter, it's so easy to broadcast an opinion straight away. And I think Twitter's been very vocal about all of this. Yeah. Um, but in like statements, obviously, because Twitter, you know, can't have that depth on Twitter that's yeah. as much. Whereas Instagram has been very positive and not had as many like statements and all that. It's been like flash things. And I think that it is true, like this sort of recording and this sort of podcast now of being able to talk in depth about it and and I don't know like just think about things that you wouldn't have thought about 
just on your own like you may have thought about it in your head but I mean chatting and sharing that and even like sharing it with someone else and and realizing that you aren't alone in certain frustrations and and thoughts is so important because you do think oh am I like really overthinking this or am I you know whether you know again other people other people have it worse even though you know that and it's just it's good to chat about all of that and properly vocalize and yeah I do think there's going to be a lot of the it's longer like, it goes on there's a lot the of like small yeah. outbursts of anger mm, mm, that are mm. then simmered by like small glints of hope yeah like yeah I feel like a lot of the six people were like teetering on the edge and then yeah. you guys got that yeah. news and that kind of simmered but like imagine yeah. being the guys from freaking phantom man that yeah. freaking broke oh, my heart oh. like oh honestly like, alw doing like the walkthrough of the like the um, oh. the bump out i was like yo oh. stop oh. <laughs> no no i mean do you know what right so i remember so i worked front of house um at 42nd street at drury lane before um so when i was in training at drama school and even um seeing when the theater closed for that run and had to close and like they were started getting everything out was really heartbreaking and that wasn't yeah. even for a bad like for a negative like it closed because of something like this it was like oh it's closed because that is just the natural time but it's closed and and so seeing like walkthroughs of the theater and, and thinking this is so bizarre I think bizarre is the word because it's just surreal thinking like in a completely different universe where none of this has happened this would literally people would still be up doing this and on a warm-up like you'd be doing a warm-up I think that's been the stuff that's hit me most is like seeing a random video on my Instagram archive and and like going through things and seeing like oh that was when we were warming up in I don't know Chichester and and that was a random little laugh and vocal scale we did and like it's so the small things like that the normal things that you're going through and what you miss kind of just being around people and in the normality of that and it's because it's not just like I think that's what it is it's it's not just like in the same way that we talk about it's not just like the industry like you know so many people in the industry it's like it's not just the actual show itself like there's so much you have a couple of hours leading up to it and you have your warm-up and you're getting into wigs and you're you're putting your makeup on and having a chat and a laugh in the dressing room and then you are kind of chatting and having a laugh about that performance afterwards. Something could yeah. have gone wrong and you're having a great, and it's all of that. Like even, even things like obviously understandably, we're not going to be able to be at stage door to see people yeah. feels really strange because that's a big part of how we meet and how we share that excitement with the fans. And it's kind of even thinking about that when it's like, it's, it's so special. And I don't know, it's just really odd. And I think that's what, is the odd thing like that was did you see the the britain's got talent um musical performance of, of oh i didn't have a chance to watch oh, it oh my gosh oh my gosh you're gonna you're just gonna love it i mean it literally starts with cameras panning across of these empty theaters and i was gone i was oh. in bits it's so it's um it's the casts of mary poppins um phantom yeah. phantom is the phantom and christine um and then it's um Les Mis and they all come together and it's oh I've got it there beautiful I'm watching it's it beautiful. afterwards yes but like oh it's did, gorgeous did you see the the photo from New Zealand the other day um 
tell me more about it because I feel so like I did. So Mary Poppins was the first musical to open back up. So they've actually yes. had a fully packed theatre. And it yes. was just like a, we're sending all our love out to everyone else in the industry around the world. I was like, man, the fact Ugh. that like, it's just, and like. The fact that had... a whole show can open and and with, with a full theatre, yeah. full theatre. I mean, do you know what? We're really fortunate when we touch wood, everything going well, go back. Um, superstitious. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm like, got to do it. Um, go back. That the tour cast are going to be in Salford, and Salford's the um, the Lyric Theatre's capacity is huge. And socially distanced, we're still going to have 800 people in there. So yeah. it's going to be this brilliant audience still. And I think, and that's I realised I was just so lucky because it's still going to be a, a great audience and and like so much like uh, energy and, and the, the vibe there is going to be great so really fortunate in that sense to have still a good bit of big audience there but it's just I mean and also actually when we were in Wolverhampton that was the week before lockdown and um people were starting to not go to the theatre anyway so there were it was kind of like everyone was socially distanced because yeah. everyone was wasn't going and it was really odd but um but so it's almost we've had a bit of, bit of practice there it was but, um, really weird because like yeah. I was at closing night for six in Sydney and mm. um, walked out and I literally had a conversation with a group of people about how there wasn't a sign of COVID anywhere. Like you couldn't see it. Everyone was just acting normal. There was something like 120 people at stage door that night. Like it was ridiculous. <sighs> and it was just like, you looked around and you're like, no one's worried. And then like no. a week later, they were like, cool, we're not going to Melbourne. It's like, yeah, shit. All right. <laughs> yeah. So odd. Like the, the complete flip and change of, yeah. But like, I and think we is... spent so long thinking, yeah, cool. It's going to be a couple of weeks. Yeah. We'll be yeah. back. We'll be back in April. Yeah. Like we'll be good. That's been it. That's been it. It's, it's the not having the definitive. This is like, when. Yeah. This is when. And that's, I think that's why I think now with certain things opening up here, the fact, I mean, it's so reassuring even having a date, like, a plan somehow and really really feel for everyone in new york that is just thinking there's literally no idea yes june but they still don't like, even have hope in june like yeah june's yeah. just a hold this place like <laughs> yeah yeah so you know it will it will of course get back and it will um and i do have hope for that that new again like you know we were talking you know about just conversations and about trying to just trying to think I think the ideas that people have come up with for um you know how to do productions outside and yeah. socially distanced and even um you know my the drum school I went to the way they did showcase and it was all filmed and it was it was really clever really cleverly done and I think people are adapting and creating in a different way in a new way that is pushing boundaries and pushing the creative limits of what they did before and it's that's really exciting to see and how people are kind of coping in that way. Um, but I do think there needs to be more. I mean, there's brilliant pages for over in the UK. I mean, there's, so applause for thought is a big one. Um, uh, my, I mean, obviously all not the normal um, helplines and things, but um, I even um, chatted to a mentor that I set up with over the course of this time, because it got to a point when I was, I'd been out the show for a bit obviously because of covid and um and i'd go to sing 
and I've, I've talked to friends since and realized it's really not just it's not an individual thing I mean there's a couple of people shared a video of them singing and just breaking down into tears because it's such an emotional thing yeah. like singing is such an emotional thing and connected so deeply to your like inner like chord stress or anything and I actually set up with a mentor because I was I was going to sing and I was just feeling completely anxious and sad and thinking and I'd never had that before I think when it's such a I think this is what has been a hard part of it as well it's that for all these people in the industry this is such a part of who you are like yeah. other jobs people can go to and it's like you know you can go to an office job and if that is part of the, their person brilliant that's them but you can go to an office job if you don't like that job you can leave it at the end of the day and that is not who you are as a person whereas theatre is so like it's you as you grow up and yeah. I mean you ask actors all the time you think what are your hobbies I remember being asked what my hobbies were and I was like uh See, dance and yeah so like there was nothing so like I set up with this mentor and she was brilliant she's called Claire and and she's got a show minds is her page on Instagram and it's just and it helps so much because it helps to kind of like re fall in love with singing again in, in a way that was to sing and, and not have that anxiety there and I think it's just such an expressive way of releasing your emotions that when suddenly that thing has been taken from you and yes technically you can still sing at home but and it's, it's you the know, connection to that emotional it's like the that connection to the emotion it's yeah. yeah and it's when it's in direct correlation with what's going on and and the sadness that as a collective people are feeling and obviously as, as people involved in the industry and like we're quite sensitive aren't we we're sensitive people and when we feel That's what makes like, us so weird <laughs> yeah and like we, we feel generally like sense the tone of everyone around us and online you know not like you know some people are gifted with that but you know it's like just feeling that emotion and when everyone is in a place of, of that it's both comforting because you know you're not alone but deeply heartbreaking because it's just you want to kind of hug everyone that you see that feels like that and you know you just can't but anyway so that's my random ramblings of about all that but yeah so it's really strange that's what I think has been a big thing is that everyone's so intrinsically linked to even where you like how you sing and you hold all your like how you can hold stress in yeah. your like in your like core and and then it's, the moment that it. you release it it's like oh but like, it's that when you think about it where you hold all that stress is the exact same mm -hmm. point that stresses when you're mm -hmm. about to cry as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, like your jaw and your yeah. tongue root and all this and like you're clenching your jaw and the moment you release that, it's like, oh, <laughs> like <laughs> all the emotion, which is great to just have a cry and get out, you know, I'm oh. all for having a good cry and getting it all out. So, but yeah. I think I'm going to have one so. after this. Look at this. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, it's the same. Honestly, it's been, and I think, <laughs> I think as well it's like being able to know that it's okay to it's not wrong and it's not bad in any way to be fine for like a lot of the day and then have like an hour where it's just you're really struggling and then the rest of the day be fine like I think I know that I very much at the start of lockdown was like oh I don't have anxiety and I don't have I'm not having low times because I don't have it consistently like I'm not having it all the time and I think now I've realized like, that's not actually how it works. Like you can have days of feeling so great, but equally days are just, you can't get up. Like, and that's, that is any unique way that you are feeling it 
is valid and okay and that's something that you you are able to work through in whatever way you want to work through it and there's no pressure to do it in a certain way do you know what I mean it's all these all ramblings that kind of happen and yeah yeah it's a real wild one isn't it it's, it's <laughs> well, interesting yeah. when you start to like think about it and start to unpack it mm. in your head you're like mm. it just kind of makes no sense like, yeah everything just thing. is just like yeah. what the hell <laughs> like, yeah. that's been the painful thing is that is having to accept that there is no logic to it like and just come to terms with that kind of suspension like feeling quite suspended of like you can't I mean that yeah there's certain things you can blame <laughs> certain governments you can you can think about and all that but it's not even that it's like just the whole thing about it you know even the governments that are controlling it you know as much as they've there's certain ways that they've there's been things they've completely ignored there is no way that they could have even anticipated this happening anyway so there's no one to blame and I think that's where the difficult thing lies is that there's nowhere to go with it like there's nowhere to place the blame and there's nowhere to go it's just kind of to, to keep that there and there's no answer really is there there's no answer to kind of resolve it what yeah. baffles me let me i'm just trying to do the research guys as we go um yeah cool last week uh so last mm. what's today tuesday so last monday yes um in new zealand thirty-one thousand mm. fans were packed into a stadium to watch a live sporting event Thirty-one thousand. Oh that's days. how good things are in new zealand right now folks oh they had a sold out crowd in a theater to watch a musical no social distancing because it's not freaking needed because they oh. handled their shit yeah like that's yeah. what it's like it's like it's painful wow. isn't it painful and i actually also do feel for um the fact that i mean not just theater not just people in theater in america but everyone in america at the moment with voting and with everything oh. leading up to it because it's something that really yes is so key and needed that is needed at the moment but it's almost like having that on top of <laughs> everything going on is just such an added stress that i can imagine is really difficult to kind of process at the moment and that kind of which again is why theater is important because usually that's where people go to in a time where they're stressed and i think yeah. it's, it's so weird as well i had a, a variety of different opinions about like about theater being released um as live stream um through the whole lockdown at the start i was like i was quite worried because i thought what if this means that people see it and think oh i've seen that now and don't want to support theater afterwards and then i realized it was the opposite it was like people if you know that you like a show you're going to want to see it live because you know it's different you know yeah. that that feeling is different and and um actually the fact that this has provided such relief and such comfort to people everywhere whether you're in theater or not or anything i was having friends that aren't in theater that were messaging me saying have you seen this um have you seen 12th night that was up on the nationals youtube and frankenstein and it was an amazing a small island and it's just like people that have you know don't go to theater and they don't um have you know know about theater in the same way because they're not in theater and and like my friend that's um we did dance growing up together and and she's in architecture now and um but she was in the queue for the lame is tickets and the moment everyone the lame is tickets went out everyone went to try and try and grab them and it, it was everyone was sharing that again and it's just like it's so so now i'm obviously of the mind of it's so important to keep 
theatre going out there because the mental health of how it helps people is far more important at the moment than than the financial like implications and actually those financial implications will make things better for theatre I believe is going to encourage people to go again because they're more aware of it and I know that people that hadn't gone to theatre before are now considering it because they have seen things and they realise they might have seen one thing that was really I don't don't know maybe like a a Shakespeare tragedy which they're brilliant but obviously if you don't watch theatre often that is a lot to handle in your (laughs) handle and it might process that whole thing it's just like and now people have had a kind of thought where they go oh wait that isn't everything about theatre there are musicals and there's this and there's that and in different ways of performing and now they're interested in supporting it so now I'm of that that mind and I think actually acknowledging that there can be a change of opinion and that'd be okay (laughs) is is a is a good thing yeah but I think that's the thing like the more like once that boiling point reaches which is gonna happen Mm. like America's Mm. gonna crack and the whole industry over there is just gonna erupt Mm. Mm. and it's at that point like Hamilton kind of set the ball rolling with their digital release yeah people like oh cool and they bought in yeah and then it's like cool I don't like the Hamilton recording on Disney Plus. I'll be honest. I've seen Hamilton live Fair. and the recording is terrible compared Fair. to Fair seeing it live. Just I haven't because... seen it live, so I can't I can't really but say but it's the it's the not it's the feeling. Like I'm a very mm. much when I see a show, like this is just me being the theatre person that I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Very rarely will I watch the leads. Because the leads don't tell the story. Yes. They sing the story. The yeah. ensemble and everything going on in the background is what's going on. Mm. So when you're watching mm. Hamilton and they've got a sick close-up of Leslie Odom Jr., sick. Mm. But what about Man 3 and Woman 4 that are doing something in the yeah. background? They're yeah, actually so telling true, you yeah. what's going on there. That's what I yeah. want. And that's yeah. what ruined Hamilton for me. And I'll be honest. Like, people Fair. agree with me. That's cool with you. <laughs> but like All the theatre fans go like, what? No. Yeah, I'm just but like, no, honestly. Exa- I know exactly what you mean. I, I know that I it's made me want to see it now in person because I do want to get that context of seeing it and being able to take in all of it, like, and, and see how the shapes and how the the glances are actually like directing your attention and, and how that works and like flows around the stage. And, yeah. and I, I know that I, I watched it and then I watched it again to watch the ensemble. Cause I just thought this is this, so clever. I mean, how the ensemble is used in that show is so fantastic and yeah. I mean even like learning about how um the bullet character I mean right. even that is just like, magical and like I'd love to see how that character again works Develops. from afar seeing how yeah. it moves and like oh just so magical in that way and but I know I do know what you mean and I think um I think that is what has been exciting for some other um theatre productions is that there's been slightly more zooming out but I do know what you mean and I think it would be really magical for people to hopefully be able to see it I mean I know it's obviously very expensive but to see it in person because and I think that's actually what I realized is that you do get a different experience from how it's filmed to how you see it and that is what will make people want to see it in person and again it's that whole mood opening night for six in Australia guys I sat behind the stage like I literally looked down yeah the whole time like yeah I saw transitions, yeah. I saw movements, yes. I saw things that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen if it was front on recording. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. You get experiences 
like it's just yeah. so yeah. it doesn't matter if you're in the very back row of the the mm-hmm. um the mezzanine or whatever it is mm-hmm. no matter where you will you get are, a different experience because every something's time. gonna happen on stage someone's yes. gonna say a word wrong someone's gonna yeah. do a wrong movement go to move to the wrong spot move at the wrong time and there's gonna be a glance yeah. that you're gonna pick up yeah. on not knowing yeah. that it's not choreographed yeah like, sure if you've seen the show like 12 times you'll know but yeah but it's just a, a, a completely live magic moment in that in that moment that is I mean I remember even like so I remember being a student and seeing Matilda for the five pound tickets that they do in um on West End and I remember sitting in the I'd seen it in from the stalls really close up um for a birthday present and I just like it was just magical and it was just you know so close to the actors and and seeing how everyone moves and but then sitting in the balcony bit I saw all of these um shapes of the choreography and how the stage actually works and moves and people bringing things on and I was sat from a point that I could see slightly in the wings and it was actually quite comforting to see people in the wings and kind of prepping and getting things on so I thought that's really cool like because I you you get that feeling and it's just lovely to see how it how it functions and even I know you're not meant to be able to see the stage managers but like seeing how the stage managers are passing them things and seeing how it all or sitting in like the front two rows and hearing people warm up or do something yeah. on stage, but you know you're not supposed to be yeah. able to hear it but you're that close no. that you can hear something that's not tangible like I had that experience exactly. with Hamilton like I saw it twice within two weeks saw it in Chicago mm. right up the back very back row back corner got to mm. see all the movements all the stage mm. movements and everything and they saw it mm. on Broadway five rows from the front could yes when the revolve happened all I saw was people turn and it was <sighs> I was like sick i know there's a revolve there but that like i get it yeah like it looks weird when you can see the revolve but like yeah yeah oh okay but like it's so magic so magic so magical and um what was it oh oh okay so there was wise children um was it the uh old vic and i saw it again when it was in training and in third year and they purposefully made it so the wings were completely open. Like they took away all the, the curtains and it was completely open. So you could see, you could literally purposely could see everything and like um, characters, cause they were multi-rolling and getting into the next costume and and uh, the stage managers were really visible. And it was really, it was just, again, magic. Cause you could see little conversations people were having and, and oh, could you just pass me that? Oh, thanks so much. Like it was so honest and, raw and I think that is what is really cool about six is that again there is something every time that you you watch and it is different like even a way that you'd look at I don't know that I'd look at Arlene on on the keys or um yeah or like a, a reaction like when you're and... doing something with like a bass player or something like that yeah, it's like yeah. there's just a vibe or like if the crowd reacts something to a different you're oh. going to turn around and have a different so, reaction with yeah. the band like especially on tour because each place has such a different yeah obviously the consistency is that everyone thankfully loves the show but that's how different places react so Oxford loves the like I got the vibe that Oxford really appreciated the facts and the historical elements and they got all the in jokes about the history and that was really satisfying because it was like oh that's really cool but like so Glasgow was I don't know whether I probably mentioned this on the other podcast but Glasgow was so like they were so receptive to everything and it was kind of they'd react 
according to what the joke actually was. So it could be a joke about like, I don't know, uh, I don't know, either a sexual joke or putting someone off and like the joke, the reaction wouldn't just be ha ha ha, it'd be like, oh, it'd yeah. be like, and that's really exciting because it gives you that tennis, that almost tennis match of like throwing it and then giving it back. Let's see what we're going to get now. It's yeah. like, yeah, I just love it. So I know that that is something that I'm going to, having that connection with an audience and looking out to an audience and even with them it doesn't matter about the masks and you know seeing smiles and all that it's like the eyes it's the eyes are so oh, important man. and it's what the eyes give and it's like i can't wait to have that again and share that and even like i remember there was things like um there was a little girl who came to see it who um was quite autistic was quite severely autistic and six had been something that had helped her stay quite calm and she loved the show and and um, she was dressed fully in Anne Boleyn, like green costume, everything. And um, she was watching and her eyes were just, she was so like still in the seat and she was yeah. just like, her eyes were lit up and her family, it was the beautiful thing about it was watching her family watch her. Yeah. Like as I was on stage, it was watching their reactions and her reaction, laughing her head off and them looking at her and seeing how special that was. And she was so lovely she actually gave she's made a, a, a bee for a necklace and it was um this beautiful little thing where she'd um glue gun sequins onto it and it was just so special and she stood up and gave it to me and I was on stage and she gave me this thing and I remember being like thinking saying oh really oh, thank you so much and she was like nodding and I got to see her afterwards and her, her mum remember her mum saying to me like she's never that's the most like calm and like relaxed and focused she's been in such a long time and because it and that is what it is that is the magical thing about it is seeing how it actually creates that feeling and that effect and even what I also love as well is that you can tell when someone and I'm not trying to generalize at all here um but I generally tend to find it in went for six as a show um older men in a couple that if like older married Man. men right that wouldn't normally I come have and see so many of these experiences in and I, I love it because <laughs> yeah. like for the first 10-15 minutes there's a sense not everyone there are there are lots of couples and lots of men that come see it that love it from the get-go and and it's like if you it's this brilliant but certain times you see a sense of wariness where it's like the first 10-15 minutes there's a sense of oh yes yeah 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 sitting back and yeah and you kind of get a sense of you think hold on stick with us because I just feel like, and by like Holbein, right? By like a, the laughs that you get in No Way and Don't Lose Your Head, you can see them starting to like, okay, get into it. Holbein hits and they are like, what the flip is going on? And then from there, they are like leaning forward in their seats and like so with it and standing up and clapping. And it's just, it's really lovely to see perceptions change yeah. through theatre. It's It can do great things. It can change in minds. It can change perceptions. It can, oh, yeah. I mean, we could just, yeah. Yeah, I just, literally, I had it. Uh, one of the shows, there was an uh, older couple sitting there, and my guy was just complaining. He didn't want to be there. He was mm, just complaining. He's like, mm. oh, what, "What is this?" And I had like a full conversation with him, trying to explain the show, and he was like, he was like, kind of buying in, but he was like, oh, "Don't want to be here. Waste mm. of money." Rah rah. Mm. I walked behind him as he was walking out, and he was just, he was just like, "That was amazing," and I was just like, "Oh." Tell me this industry isn't fucking important, guys. Please fight me. You know what? My my mum was sat. Someone was sat behind my mum. Um, they came to see it in Chichester, and um, 
<laughs> there was an older guy I don't think his reaction changed but there was an older guy sat behind my mum and in the um uh, in the bit when he goes I guess he just really liked my head and the whole like blowjob yeah joke. um he he went ugh and it killed me off and my mum told me that I was like brilliant <laughs> brilliant and I thought Do you know what no matter if that perception changes or not it is great to know that this show is doing what it's meant to be doing in the sense of challenging perceptions yeah. about women on stage, what women can say. Um, like, it's just brilliant. And I just love that. It really kind of reaffirmed what, like, the faith I have in the show of, of challenging that and, and actually doing it, serving the purpose of getting people to think, even if that meant that he had a conversation with a, a partner and and then they said, why? It's like, why can't women say that? And all that, even that, like, it's just brilliant. And if not, then we know that it's doing something. Like, it's yeah. it got a purpose. I love uh, sitting in an audience when it gets to that joke and you get, like, mm. at, leading up to it, you know no one else in the audience has seen the show. Yeah. You're just like, oh, shit, here we go. And it's like, <laughs> as it hits, you're just like, yes. Oh. Yeah. And it's yeah. the first ripple of laughter. Yeah. Of people like, ha ha ha. And then it's that second, like, oh, like people get the joke. Like they they think they get it and then they get the joke. Like they're like, and oh, that's oh. cute. And then the yeah. action is like, yeah. Oh shit. We uh, laughed. We laughed really. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Oh, so Toby, good. Lucy, you guys are freaking oh, geniuses. Freaking geniuses. Um, guys, I just freaking love this industry. Oh, just and thank you for doing these as well because honestly like i know that when um the one that my the, our podcast was released um number 15 anyone anyone want to listen um links below was released it was really it was a real moment where people would message you go oh that's made my day that's really lifted me up today and that's really helped me through today or yeah, like, um, i'm still getting tagged in stories every now and again being like i'm still listening to this or this is my favorite podcast right now i'm like yeah oh, like, and you've like helped do that like that's something you've helped to do through this time and and you've used your like skills and your like time and your care to do that and i think that's something really special that you should be so proud of because that is something that's really helped people through even in the smallest or biggest way like that has really helped people so thank you for doing these because it's i can you know so much planning and so much behind the scenes that you know that goes on and and yeah and you appreciate it it's not just like and i love being asked questions like um what's what's your favorite character and what's this and what's that i love that i i, I always take that and i think that's beautiful that people want to like ask those questions and take that time and will never take that for granted and at the same time, it's lovely to speak in depth about theatre, like from someone that like really is involved and, and loves it as much. So, yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah. It's just one of those things where like, and I hope like this conversation goes, like those people that have seen shows multiple times, I'm looking at Frozen up here behind me. Like you guys can't see <laughs> yeah. anything. No, I just realised this is audio. But I've got my Frozen table <laughs> and Frozen's going to open it in Australia. And I, I'm just so excited to watch UK, that. yeah. I'm just so excited to see that. Like, yeah. have you seen it yet? Yeah. No, I haven't, no. I heard so many bad things before I got my ticket and I got an $80 ticket. It was like six rows, dead center. And I was like, cool, I'm here for it. Elsa's Mm -hmm. costume change. (gasps) (gasps) Even watching like videos of random videos that are up, it's just magical. It's just, and I think 
the fact that you can tell that the way they use the lighting and the set and in in order to make that snow and the, the visuals and it's just hey, oh it's like, and even oh. so i was lucky so before lockdown i saw prince of egypt um at the dominion and it was magical it was i had chills the whole way through it and the spectacle was phenomenal and the choreography was beautiful and the voices were i mean i could just go on but they had a really incredible thing where they had the, the dominion's huge yeah. huge theater and um they had these huge kind of like hanging almost drapes that they acted as, as different things so you almost imagine them as vines imagine them as as hanging canvases and things like that and they actually during this big storm moment pulled out round the side of the circle and theater so you literally were in enveloped in this yeah. in it was when the parting of the seas like the, that moment and it was just i can't describe how magical it was like you were actually in the sea it was like but i then can't even it was break just it down so even magical. further and think about yes. how many months of planning it took to figure yes. out how to make that work how yes. many people it took right. to figure out that the design and not just about like the like the the visuals and how it's projected and all that but actually the physical architecture of how in this theater being as old as it is how are we going to set up this framework in order to support it and not have to go and then you actually then go through to like this theater is probably a listed building supported so how has it got the legal right attach anything to like, it or literally like yeah. there's so many like legal theater advisors and like and the, the the teams and the people in the offices and it's just like it's just and then all, all that to come together and then and then everyone get that moment oh it's just it's just amazing it's just amazing so many people involved oh oh moulin oh. rouge is another one moulin <gasps> rouge oh, honestly that's just, so badly oh, I, saw it three, I saw it three oh. times on my last trip did that, you that's how good it is I spent oh, something. Oh, oh. I spent something ridiculous, Robin, like four hundred quid. Robin, Nina, Robin. Um, um Robin Herder. She's yeah, she's been nominated for a Tony, hasn't she? Freaking oh. love that woman. She is like Incredible. goals. She is just yeah. so down to earth, so sweet. Oh. Freaking oh, and I got to and see you know, one of like cool. my I mean, all-time favorite people place a team that wasn't Karen Olivo, and I was so yeah. excited. Oh. oh, and also it's like watching. Um, videos of how giving like Sonia Tyre and and the team were at giving these videos of the choreo and talking through the choreo and, and it was just to watch that magic in a rehearsal space and then watch it like clips of it in the show and and again like the the complete magic and artistry of making that set and like oh, even when set. Paloma Garcia Lee like when she's in that cage at the top corner and it's just like like Oh, 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 and the wigs in that, even the wigs, oh. like the fact that they, right, how firmly they have to be on their heads, like to, in order to do the choreo that is like whipping their heads over and like whacking their leg up. And, and like some of them are sitting how... a solid foot, foot and a half off the heads, guys. Like, oh. these aren't small, these are like Priscilla. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the fact that, that how the architecture that would have had to have gone into, and even actually also shouting out to like Laduca and the boots that the time that goes into measuring. I mean, when we had our fittings, it was like it really opened my eyes to like measuring the, even your toes. Like, I mean, measuring everything in your foot and the fact how much craft goes into making the boots so that you are cared for and you are supported and 
you don't have long-term injuries and even if you do have a slight injury then the physio team that are there and and the uh, the care team that are there and the mental health team that are there and like how that links and and I mean like also I mean I know I'm going on about Sonia Tyre but to what I would what I wouldn't give to see Moulin Rouge to see her choreo because she's so aware of how the choreo has to be used to inform the story and inform not just the story but the energy and the the mood of that moment and how ugly that choreo can look in a way that serves the story and the purpose and there's no fear of looking pretty or looking like it can be ugly and grotesque and like they're bohemians and they move like bohemians it is it blew my mind like i'm still not over how good it is Oh my like, gosh, I cannot wait. Honestly, if I am lucky enough to get to New York again and, and see that, then that is, oh, <laughs> please, I, I don't open here. I'm, I'm I there with you, girl. Oh, it's supposed to. Oh. If we're getting, is it, is it, yeah. We're, we're getting a yeah. tour, so you definitely should get it. Yeah. Honestly, I would be in that theatre 24 7 seeing that show if I could. Man, I would, it I'd is. Be like, Shut the house, get me in. <laughs> Yeah, so, literally. Can I work for the theater, please? Like, yeah, let me I'll, work. I will be I, there for free. I will volunteer. I will help. Like, let me dress. I'll dress. I want to be in it, but if I can't be in it, I will dress. I don't even mind. Like, oh, guys, oh there's God. just so many elements. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I just—it's really humbling to think about, isn't it? It's just like the actors on stage are the tip of the iceberg, like the yeah. the tip of the iceberg, and it's just like. I mean, even with um, Kenny Wax and the production team for Six over here that have been so instrumental in, like, when we've been on Zoom calls and when we've had emails and you can tell the heart that has gone into oh, and the work that's gone into trying to get this show early back. On, like, oh. what, what I was saying, I was like, man, there's so many hours going in behind this stuff. And the fact Seriously. that they were leaving it to the last minute to mm-hmm. announce that it's not going ahead, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, we found we found out it wasn't going ahead an hour after they found out it wasn't going yeah. ahead. Like it was literally, and that's that's the good thing about them. It's they're so they're also so mindful of the mental health of their um, their team that they knew that they had to tell us immediately because they said it's no good us like you sitting there and us telling you a week later that it's not going ahead because that's then you'd be thinking why haven't we been told and all this like they're really aware. Of, I remember seeing the team on on the screen and then being exhausted because they really had literally been staying up all night and all day and all night to try and get this going and and it was just knowing that it meant as much to the team as it did to us like it was a real special moment of you know all being in this team together and it was just yeah it was a real important thing and it's and I, can't I praise like them enough six and jamie and whoever mm. else is in a shaves free that's opening um but they're gonna yeah. be like that that kind of forefront of, okay yeah what are these teams doing mm-hmm. why are they going back now what what is it that's pushing them and that's what we're gonna see in all these long running like i reckon wicked's in for overhaul now like it's gonna yeah everything yeah. like that lame is all these yeah because they may have just announced their six week um opening isn't it so yeah. that's gonna be incredible because like how that's going to run and and how they're going to oh it's just the it's industry, really exciting it's, it's as somebody like for those of you that don't know my position i am nobody i'm literally just somebody that understands how things work <laughs> i literally I, I would dispute that you're a fantastic 
theatre mastermind and wonderful podcast creator that is important to this industry. But I, but I, but you can say what you, you can say what you want. But like my background is literally, I have a technical degree, so mm. I can do lighting, sound, anything like that. Um, and mm. then I went into performing, makeup, hair, learn how to do all that. So mm. when I look at a detail, I know how it works. Yes. Yes. And that's what I think is important. And for you guys that have seen shows multiple times, next time you go see mm. it, look at it with mm. a different perspective. Don't go yes. for that same person yep. you've gone to see 16 times. Sick. You're going to see them mm-hmm. at stage door. You know that. Cool. Mm-hmm. Look yeah. at everybody else. Look at yeah. everything you missed. Mm-hmm. In Even all the that band. The, the, the band changes yeah. the instruments. I mean, Mag- oh. uh, Maggie on the guitar, like Frankie, when um, it blows my mind how literally in a song she in ex-wives she changes from the electric guitar to acoustic guitar in like a second but then switches back and like I remember at one point I ended up sitting slightly too close to her at one point and the next show she said oh Mads I loved it but just to be aware I am actually changing my guitar at that moment like a couple of times so I don't want it like hit your head and I thought oh my gosh I had no idea you were even changing your guitar at that point and that that's like and that gave me such a whole new appreciation for yeah. that number because it made me hear things differently. And it's so, I mean, even, I mean, at one point we were um, in Salford and doing all you want to do and Jodie's mic stopped working because I, for no reason, I have no idea why it was like gremlins in the system. And basically um, Monty had to uh, run on stage and give the mic, to, there was no other solution. He had to physically yeah. run on stage, give another mic to her and run off stage. And it was like such a moment because it was like, yes, this is the amount of effort and teamwork that goes into this. Like, (laughs) and how quickly, and in the end, we only lost like half of us. And it's like how quickly that turned around and and we were still able to carry on as as we were meant to. And it was just, there's so much going on behind the scenes. But think about that. What Mm. that was, was Mm. someone sitting at a desk. My cat's come to join us. (laughs) Hello. Um, Um, it's someone sitting at a desk seeing a light flash being like mm-hmm. yo we've got an issue to stage management mm-hmm. stage manager mm-hmm. being like how dire and they're like you need to change then yeah. split second decision cool i'm running on stage right now yeah like yeah. oh nice. <laughs> so well at handling um under pressure situations like how calm i think stage managers oh, and they're... deputy stage managers are some of the most and, and technicians are some of the most calm people I've ever met. Like, and not calm in a relaxed, not focused way. It's like hyper vigilant focus, but in a very like, okay, we'll do this, get it done, get it done, get it done. Like, I, I, I take my hat off to anyone working in in that area of the, the theatre because without them, we literally would not have a show. Like, it just oh. would not work. Like, it, it's so white makeup, yeah. yeah, mics, yeah. Even like, the whole, what you don't see before the show is that obviously we come down at the five minute mark and we get our in-ears in, but it's like, we put this stuff in to keep the in-ears in. So we put the in-ears in then, let it dry, all that. And then we, they've, they've been checked so that there's nothing in the in-ears that's going to like stop us from being able to hear properly. And they've literally gone through the in-ears and gone, are they plugged in right? Is that in the park? Like all this, set up the levels. And then they clean the mics and then you give them the mic, um, set up with the tape. And like, then you do the sound check and they go, okay, great. Let me just check that thing on the antenna. Like there's so much that happens 
in that 10 minute, five minute mark before. And even at that point, because the costumes are quite difficult to, there's quite a lot to the costumes. I get my costume on about 10 minutes before we go down and before this, the production starts, because actually, if you look at my costume, it's one of the, the costumes that has the least to get on with help. Like I can do most of it myself. Like Aragon, there's a lot to do that needs help with, yeah. with the, the, the costume, right? And um, so in my last 10 minutes, it's literally like, pop the lipstick on, make sure my earrings are in, pop the arms on, uh, in-ear thing, pop that on, make sure it's all working. Have I forgotten anything? Spraying this, drinking that, going down, seeing the stage managers, saying that I'm here. Like there's so much. And the checks, the amount of checks that's out there going, okay, clear with the house. Clear with yeah. house, clear with all, um, all this time, the stage managers looking at the sheet, guys, and being yeah. like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, okay, yeah, it's one go. Alex, and if there's one two, small two. moment that, that they yeah. haven't got a check, then you have to wait for that check. And like, also, that actually opened my eyes to how important front of house is because, oh. like, it's so important. I mean, I worked there for two years, and the amount that front of house do is, is phenomenal, and um, and like even because able to get the checks off in front of house and it's funny because some venues um actually you find with older audiences because it actually takes physically longer to get in and out of the theater like they'll it's open around how much they yeah yeah keeping yeah. in contact with the front of house and going there's been an issue here we just need to clear this up that's fine okay great this is going all ahead hold on a second we've just had an alert here even things like um i remember one time in front of house where um we it was during the production and the actors on stage had no idea this was all going on, but the stage managers and the side stage and everyone would have known that there was a fire alert that we knew about and we were preparing to evacuate. basically evacuate. But the actors on stage had no idea. Like, they because were the actors on stage afraid. don't need to know until they need to no. walk on stage. No, this is why stage managers are so, like, the coolest cucumbers in the world because they're like, yeah. cool, we might be pulling this show. Might be pulling. And the thing is, that, but also, yeah. I've got to call these 14 lighting cues that yeah. are about to come up in yeah. the next 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> Yeah, at the same time. And it was 15 seconds until we physically had to say we need to stop the show. They found out what the fire alarm was. It was faulty or something like that. It was not an actual fire alarm. And literally in the 10 seconds before the deadline of when you had to say, the stage managers had to call off about 10 different alerts. So um, like front of house, all is clear. This is clear, 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 this is clear. Like, literally like that. Um, okay, Q, go ahead. And I was just literally, it gave me such an appreciation of like, you could tell on the orchestra, like he was still going, but he had the phone up to his ear. And like all of this, and it was just such a moment where I I saw fully how crucial every single member of that team, like even in box office, like because they've got a role, they've got a role to like open up the doors and open this and like alert authorities and do, like it was just like think about the ten oh. people that knew trying to figure that out, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. conductor being like, "Cool, I've got to stay." on time yeah I on time like dynamics because also in the dynamic completely different yeah because like <laughs> also in the dynamics of the music they're like with it being a tap show there are accents that have to hit because the tap has to go yep. on the accent like oh 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 it's just everybody so in this industry man everyone 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 next time you guys so are at a show if you have mm -hmm. never done this, walk down to the pit. If there's not a band on stage, yes. walk down to the orchestra pit. Look in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I will mm -hmm. chat. Like, I know most of the musical directors here in Australia just mm -hmm. because I'll walk over and yeah. be like, hey, like, I'll introduce mm -hmm. myself or say, 
you guys did awesome or like if I hear something in the music and I know the drummer's right below me I'll be like you know mm-hmm. what was that feel like holy crap like yeah like yeah and like th- that was the thing when I heard um I don't need your love the new bass line mm. that they bought in yes when I heard that for the first time I went to Jess and I was like what the what the yo (laughs) and I'm like I don't know if anyone else knew that but like yeah holy crap and then every time I was in she'd look at me when she was about to play it and I'm like it's it's the line it's the face like yeah also what gets me as well is that um um uh, on the drums um oh my gosh who's on drums I know it's V in our cast it's V but like Maggie on the guitar Bessie on the bass Maria. Maria on the drums. Maria, in it? Oh, my gosh. I thought my mind was fully going then. Uh, but she, how in every single show, it's so exciting because we wait in the Mega Six. You can watch all the Mega Sixes of the tour cast, right? And I'm sure of all the casts. But she does a different drum solo every single yeah. time. And you can tell in the day that she is prepping that drum solo. Like, she comes in early and, like, thinks, what am I going to do today to challenge myself and, like, have a go at something different? And the amount of different drum solos, it's just so cool. And you just think like, that is different every time. So our enthusiasm there when that happens is like, yeah, because it is actually pure enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, so amazing. And and how everyone, even how everyone stays on their toes. So at one point um, we were doing the show and for some reason the track um, skipped. Um, Actually it didn't skip, it went back slightly. And it was during Don't Lose Your Head was the first time it happened. And I remember being on stage thinking, oh, okay, where am I? And I'm here. And like the band yeah. having to reprogram Readjust. and think, okay. And the drums and V was like in a lightning flash was like, okay, we're on this beat. Boom, 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 boom. And I was yeah. just like, that is so quick. Like it was almost seamless. And I had someone watching and they didn't realize something had happened. And I thought, yeah. that's why, that's why out, it's man. so clever. Like as soon as yeah. I found out the whole show was set to a click, I was like, yeah. Holy shit, something goes wrong. Like literally, literally. Right. And there was one show when it went forward too quickly, slightly, but it was like it didn't matter because then Maria just played the like brum bum 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 bum. Like it didn't need the track underneath but it. And they just the did the whole like, thing. And it's the magic of realizing. <laughs> yeah, literally, there's a second plan. And it was actually like such adrenaline because it was like, oh my gosh, this is a completely unique situation. Like Lauren's doing the monologue to this moment that hasn't got the track in it and then V's playing the drums and she's thinking okay what drums do I need to do what beats do I need to do and um she's coming in with the bass Kat's coming in with the like bass and Frank's coming with this ahead, and trying like, to figure out yeah. where she's got to get to yeah musicians it man was holy magic. crap let's just, look, we're just touching on every freaking sector here yeah. musicians yeah. yeah oh my gosh it blows mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing and also I want to shout out to um Tome Levi I'm sure you might have talked about her with maybe with Jen but if not like Tome Levi is the um physical I I can't think of the proper term but she basically works on um strength training and um physio and basically preventative measures individually tailored to each person's body so that they don't suffer in the show right and um so she I mean she's an absolute wizard she she watched the show once and then she went through each of us individually and went okay have you did you hit your foot once on your left foot and then you that you go over on that so there's sway back and there's this and I sat there and literally it's spot on she's an actual wizard and 
And then from there, we individually had sessions where she would work on individual strength training for different areas of the body that she knew that over time, over repetitive movement would suffer. And because of that, purely because of that, what we do those exercises every show, every warm up, we didn't have the problems that we would have had. And yeah. so important. And Six have been a real pioneering show actually for that because they've really taken note of how important preventative measures are but instead yeah. of just treating things like preventative before it gets there. And um, I'll shout out my, the vocal coach that I go to see as well, Dane, um, um, Dane Chalfin, he's just phenomenal. And, um, and he works on like, the and there's a lot of fantastic vocal coaches out there. Um, he works on the preventative, like um, how to support a certain vowel shape or a sound that you're not gonna get that repetitive strain. And then if you do get that, then you go to the physio and the physio works out and the, you have a set up there and vocal warmups to get back to it. And it's just, there are so many steps and processes to it. And it just is amazing. Like that one big tree and there's all these branches and like, oh, oh, so good. It's one whole ecosystem. I love it so much. For any well. noobs <laughs> to the podcast, um, welcome. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I hope I, I hope we've opened your eyes, guys. Like honestly, like yeah. Next time you go we see shows, really like enthusiastic, fun chat. Basically. I just want to have this type of chat with everybody in the industry. Yeah. Everybody has yeah. a different experience. Like yeah. Yeah. But I know like, Jen. Um, I was talking to Jen about the fact she um, was a dresser on quite a few shows at one point, and she said it was just so magical, like seeing it from that side and like, and how different it was, and it gives you a new perspective on what people actually have to like do to prep the costumes and like, and also how early. What gets get me there. is how early the, our costume department have to come in to re-stud things and wash certain yeah. things and because it's a really elaborate way of washing it because the way obviously the material it's made of um can't go in a washing machine or whatever <laughs> it's like hand washed because the inside has to be hand washed so it doesn't get really smelly and um and uh the process is such a long process and it's incredible like they're so clever and are you know we could yeah we could, yeah go on but could have percent this could be literally three episodes worth yes um, purely yeah Oh, guys, this is, I'm going to start a whole new podcast. This is it. This is yes, yes. It's going to Yes, because yes. um, everyone is going to have such different stories as well oh, and, like, just, things that shaped them and, like, growing up and... Or, like, things yeah. that they just... Like, different experiences. Like, people had different mm -hmm. paths to being on stage. Like, I yeah. started as a tech. You started in front yeah. of house. Like, yeah. yeah. not everybody goes to college and then goes straight on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think works. actually front of house is such an important, when I was doing, you know, I trained up till 18 and then I did drama school and actually doing front of house at the same time as doing drama school um, was, and like working over the summer and staying there was, I, I so recommend anyone listening that loves theatre and it wants to go into it or is training and they need a job or whatever to go for front of house because it's such an eye-opening magical experience at least mine was anyway I was very fortunate and it's just that you see first off you see it all working as it does and um even like the bar would be asked for ice for the dancers so they could ice their legs in between shows because of how intense the show was and and it was just even that like it was just such a magical environment to be in to even just be in a theatre and work in a theatre and be around that and 
see the effects that the theatre has, I'd recommend Front of House to anyone because it's all right pay as well. Like it's yeah. really, you know, it's great. You're and, a crucial um, part of the show because without you, yes. people don't get seated and the show Literally, doesn't go yeah. up. <laughs> don't be seated at all. And it's so lovely to, okay, so beautiful story that I did um, that stuck with me for such a long time is, so I was, why was I positioned? I was positioned in one of the doors that was like near one of the sets of stairs before people went into the stalls. And um, there was a man in a in a wheelchair um, waiting for his partner that had gone into the loo. And basically he was sat there and he had this beautiful extravagant clothing on and he was just like really dolled up and it was gorgeous. And um, I just got chatting to him and I was like, oh, how, how are you? What are you, um, have you seen the show before? And we were just chatting away and and he was asking about front of house and all that. And I said, like, what's, have you seen 42nd Street before? And he said, I was the original stage manager on the original West End cast here back when it was on here before. And it really, it really touched me because I just thought, wow, like, and you're coming back to see yeah. this. And he said, I wasn't you, going to come you see saw it. You saw people. the show how many times from the wings, like during that period? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> You and know it exactly made me how it's run. New, yeah, exactly. It made me see it from a completely new perspective. And it was just so touching because every, you could tell that he was sat there watching the show and tears were like running down his face, but not at, even at times when you'd even expect. And you could remember that it's almost, you could see that there were times, because I watched the show so many times that I was able to kind of occasionally glance at people and see, you know, as I was checking and, yeah. And it was at really subtle moments. You just thought that must have been such a, a memory must have flashed up of like a lovely little backstage moment that you'd have with someone and this sort of thing. And just remembering back to the whole beauty of, of that time. And even things like, so I was doing front of house and I was, I was an ice cream seller this time. And, and uh, this man came up to me and he had a tremor in his hand and, um, and he was kind of buying this ice cream and he had quite slow speech. And I, um, I said, oh, you know, how are you? We're having a normal conversation. And he said, I said, so what has brought you to theatre? Like, why, why? And he said, this is, um, he said, actually, and he was kind of really, I can't even explain. He's, he's going, well, yeah, actually, um, I'm going into surgery tomorrow and um, having brain surgery. So um, this is kind of my, why treat before I go into surgery. And there was this kind of unspoken knowledge that, there was no knowing how that could turn out. Do you know what I mean? There was that unspoken, it didn't need to be said, but it was said in everything that he said that you knew how important this moment and this theatre moment was to him and his family and experiencing, and you just think, you could see that he was getting emotional because you just think you wouldn't know if you could even experience theatre in the same way again. Like you could even probe mentally if something happened or, I don't know. And it was really, and then he went, okay, well, it was just all the things that were unspoken. And then he said, yeah, so um, have a lot. And he was asking me about drama school. He was like, you know, best luck with everything and have, have a lovely time. And then he went off to his family. And I honestly stood there and I thought that is what it's about. Like how it, yeah. it was just such a moving moment. And it made me see the show in completely fresh eyes because it made me see it how I'd originally seen it again, because the spectacle and, and the, remembering that you know I knew the show inside out now and and like remembering what an incredible magical moment it was when the stairs would come out and they you'd hear the steps and it was just a real special and I thought that's what it is and actually there was a brilliant um documentary 
that Coldplay do. It's he called Head Full of Dreams and it's on Amazon. If you haven't seen it, you would love it. It's just, it all talks about all this and it's just brilliant, right? And it talks about their journey through, and even if you don't like Coldplay or you're not as much of a fan, it's just really enlightening to see. I love Coldplay. I think I've but, seen um, it. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. Well, sure they talk about at one point, he says, he said yeah, he had a moment where it's like each show is either someone's first or someone's last. Like it can be either or. And it makes you go into the show completely fresh every time and like share that experience seeing people and sharing that um oh there's a phrase that and i'm doing a little shameless plug here i'm in the show dvd for uh, the coldplay um tour dvd me and my dad slow-mo black and white running to the stadium just gonna put that in there everyone marlo Zinoto. but basically the reason why i remember the quote is because it's the same time but basically it's um it's the quote that sticks out is that it's a wonderful feeling of togetherness and possibility and that is what theatre and live music is. It's like everyone coming together in that moment to share that singular moment that will never be the same again and yeah. then go their separate ways and all have their own memories of it. And like, and I mean, really random story, but I, um, I, I have asthma and I had it quite bad at this point and we were stood and I made sure to bring all my asthma pumps, right? And be really prepared. And I was stupid and I left them all at the hotel, right? So we got to the stadium and there was like these asthma pumps and this would not obviously ever be able to happen now. But basically I was feeling an attack coming on and I was like, flip sake, this is the one time I don't need this happening. And I remember my dad just disappearing for a second and going up to the stand. And I just remember he hearing him go, does anyone have an asthma pump? <laughs> anyone have a fresh asthma pump? My daughter's got asthma. And I remember everyone, like in places, no one would ever come together normally when I've got one, I've got one. And it was such a moment where it was like, and then you could have everyone went, way. Like it was such a like special. And obviously I know like we had antiseptic wipes. Don't worry. It was all clean and we like sorted it out and they said, just keep it. It was a new one. So I'm just putting that out there, right? I'm just putting it out there. But, um, and it was the same one that I have. I wasn't taking any random medication that I'm not meant to be taking, just saying. But um, we, you know, I took it and that was fine. And I just thought, what a unique random moment that that happened. And that would never happen anywhere else. Like, where do you get that? And it's the yeah. idea that everyone wants it to be this amazing time. And like the idea that someone wouldn't have that amazing time because of something is like unbearable. And it's like, oh. that's so sad. And I, I even remember the end of that concert, Viva La Vida, had played and it was just like oh it was just amazing and so we were all leaving everyone was leaving everyone's on that adrenaline buzz and someone started the viva la vida chant like Ooh, whoa, whoa. and everyone erupted all singing it exactly the same time to the point of everyone was singing it to the point of when we left the stadium got to the tube station everyone was still going on the tube like it was just like this magical, and you know, all these people from all different walks of life that would have probably, you'd never meet them in real life normally. Like, so everyone's got this random job and then they've gone over to this like country and all this and they've come over here to see their girlfriend or whatever. And it's like, just everyone brought together in that moment. And it's just, oh, it's just so special. And it's such a privilege being on stage, knowing that. Like, it's the biggest privilege that I will never take for granted knowing that people have chosen to spend their time with you yeah. and for you to share that with them and they are choosing to share that humanity with you and like so how lucky are you to be able to share that with people and that's your job like to, to know that that's your job to share that humanity and share that 
that life experience and and reach someone somehow is just I can't it's just we're so lucky we're so lucky and that's like I'm I'm a heap social person when I go Mm -hmm. to see a show so like in Mm. New York I'll get there like an hour early yeah talk to all the people that have lined up for ages and like yeah build a buzz and I'll like I did it at six like just get people excited because like yeah guys this there was a reason you bought the ticket Mm-hmm. Like whether mm-hmm. it was something you saw on a board or you mm-hmm. didn't want to see it for months, mm-hmm. this is an experience that some people can't afford. Some mm. people will yeah. never get to experience. Yeah, this is like the it's time. So, so like special. Like, and that was the coolest thing about my last trip to New York is that mm. every show I got there early, and mm-hmm. I met people yeah. from all over the world. I met someone that lives like a couple of kilometers away from me, like. Wow. stage door just being like yo what where are you from they're like oh i was like stop that's so that. cool but yeah like, it's just cool to hear people's stories like beetlejuice was yeah. the funnest like there was people full dressed up and i was like oh. it was just a really unique mm. thing and like if you yeah. guys go it's shows- one of the most present things I think of all the things you can experience, it's so present. Like even in the moment where you're talking to that person, it's such a, like you are so in that moment. And it's like, you know, there's a limited time that you will be in that space and how present people are taking in even the architecture and the, the, the merch and and all this and, and, you know, having been served the drinks and all that, like they're so present and taking in every moment because they know this memory that they want to keep. And it's just that such a unique, like, and I've said it, but like present, like sharing of with people, that's and like why people even that keep discussion. going back. Yeah. Yes, because yeah. it's, it's chasing that feeling of cool. Mm-hmm. This was magical once, and it doesn't matter if mm-hmm. you like. I've seen shows when I've had a shit day, and I'll yeah. like, I had to drive two hours to get there, and I'm like, I get mm-hmm. to the theater, I'm like, man, I'm really not feeling it tonight. Walk yeah, be like, all it takes is for someone. <sighs> like I had a closing night of six. The show I saw before, I was I had a shocker. Yeah. Had a really bad vibe, had an mm. issue with the opera house, da da da. Yeah. Um, yeah. Walk in and the costume designer talk, turns to me and he goes, Go make it loud tonight. And I was like, Yeah. <gasps> Fuck this. Let's yeah. go. Just like, yeah. Like, it was just like, it took one thing. Like, I walked in there not knowing what to expect. And then I just, like, it was just, theater is just mm. so freaking cool, man. Like, yeah. So cool. And it's, oh. I think in a in a world where there's increasingly like yes, social media is so up to date, and yes, in in the in the factual sense, it's very present because it's very up to date and quick. But it's you're not sharing that presence in person immediately yeah. with someone, and I think theatre and live music and live performance is such a unique thing in this growing kind of like seeing things from afar not really connecting like online presence isn't full like presence I think it makes people scared to connect as much and actually theatre opposes that and like makes you get out of that comfort zone and and lets you realise that it's okay to like connect with people and like chat to people but like think of you're sitting in a theatre think of Mm. how many people are in a 10 foot square around you right there's probably 8 to 10 yeah right yeah yeah. everyone's going to experience something different throughout the show mm-hmm. and they're going to have mm-hmm. a reaction that you're going to pick up on and then you're going mm-hmm. to look at that and be like oh shit I missed that like yeah or yeah. the person next to you seen the show six times already and they mm-hmm. know somebody misses 
this moment coming up 12 times and they'll yeah. on the leg and be like, yo, pay attention. Yeah, like, yeah. I love, there was someone, I think it's Paige, Paige, um, she's someone that comes to the show and she takes a lot of the photos and they're, they're wonderful photos. And I remember that she, there was a, a venue that was relatively quiet and she, there was a line, the feminism line we were talking about, um, it hadn't really gotten a reaction the show before just because people were quite quiet. And I, I wondered, I was like, is it the way I delivered it? And I asked the girls and they said, no, it was just quite a quiet show. And so I did it again. I delivered it, um, kind of looked at it and delivered it and the way I did. And Paige made a point of really laughing at it and being like, woo, like really making a thing of like, yeah, feminism. And I was like, yes, yeah. yes. I did, <laughs> I did that a couple and of times. Was I was so like, nice. you're just sitting there and yeah. you're like, this show, like people don't understand. Like it, it might be just mm -hmm. people don't understand that this show is like a, it's okay to be loud. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. That's so true. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like, and like, I'll get looks like if I'll give standing ovations galore, like, yeah. I like I'll get up and people will stand there. I don't care if I'm blocking old mate behind me. They're yeah. bowing. Cool. Sick. Yeah. Sit there and clap. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. how much hard work you put into that friggin' hour and a half. Yes, like. that is the thing. That's why it's like <laughs> there's so much hard work that's gone into it. And it's like there is that 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 awareness of like you're not just bowing like the actors. Like it's not just that. It's bowing. You're not just standing up and clapping the actors. It's like the whole thing like yeah. you are appreciating the whole thing and if it's something that you see that you don't feel like it's on innovation fair that's fine yeah. but like if you do see it and you do feel that it's just such a lovely thing to like give and like to share and I know that there's always debate about whether people should stand up as much as they do and I just think what's the harm in standing up and giving an ovation it's like there is no I do it I do it with yeah. things that I see whenever I see it because again it's like You've worked so hard. Yeah. So hard. Or if like what I'll do, like, there's been times during shows where like early on in act one, there's a mm. moment that gets me and I'm like, shit. Mm. And I'll make mm. a point to grab that ensemble or that lead, mm -hmm. like that minor leads attention and be like, fucking yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that mm -hmm. was just. Yeah. Oh, like, I don't know if you were feeling it. something for that, but. Yeah. But that, that was, was just, just on another level, on another like, level. Maybe it's just me being the way I process shit, but like. No, but I think it's important to like, I think that really means a lot when people notice small moments yeah. that you do that maybe you tried something and it, you just thought, oh, I mean, that's the first time I tried it. Did it work? Whatever. If someone then goes, oh, I love that moment that you did. It's like, oh, wow. Like you, you really noticed that. Like, and it kind of reminds you that the work that you're doing outside of the show and on the show and like the work that you're doing on character and the work you're doing on script, like it actually is for a reason. Like it reminds you of how important that is to get that clarity and all that. Yeah. It's yeah. really, it really means a lot. Yeah. Just yeah. I love it. Let it out guys. Yes. Do it. Um, oh. Let's quickly talk about going back to work. We've already done it a little bit, but on a scale of one to a hundred, how excited are you? 109 um <laughs> literally i couldn't even tell you like 110 percent as they say on x factor yeah. all the time I, like, um wish oh. i could be there like as soon as the announcement oh. came i'm like i'm literally moving like five months after you guys finish like <laughs> i honestly think right i honestly do think i'm either going to be so in the zone that i'm not going to cry at all and i'm going to be in shock 
oh, nah. oh, we're gonna get too beheaded. And I'm gonna be like, uh, uh, I had this, like, I had this conversation literally. with Vicky the other day. I was like, yeah. once just get everybody, oh. cast, crew, audience, everybody. Mm-hmm. Stop. There's gonna be a standing ovation for the freaking overture. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what show it is. As soon as that first yeah. chord plays, it's just, mm-hmm. it's gonna be nuts. It's going to be absolutely wild. And I do think I'm so... And, like, I know, like, 20 people going to your first show, and I know it's going to be nuts. Do you? Oh, I love that. I'm so excited because, like, the moments... There are certain moments that I just... You just... I just love... I love the whole show, obviously, but there's certain moments in particular where it's, like... It's the first... The very first time that everyone comes together, welcome to the show. It's the very first time when it's, like here we go like yeah. welcome to the show like that's magical and then um and then oh don't lose your head i love when um that, that sorry that first choreo break in no way is gonna be uh, like ah, it's gonna Just be so good pump. and Oh, literally, let's go! And then, um, don't lose your head when they've just gone the, the blowjob joke. Five, six, seven, eight. Sorry, not sorry. I cannot <laughs> wait. I cannot wait. That I live for that moment. Live for that. Run down the stairs when I don't fall down it. Run down the stairs and go absolutely. It's not like even everyone. gonna matter if you do, sis. Like, just it's not up. even gonna everyone. matter. I'm gonna be like, yeah, like get up. <laughs> and then, seem I cannot wait to hear Carly's Heart of Stone. And it's going to be exciting because it's going to be her first show too. Like, it's yeah. not just first show back, it's her first show. Like, it's going to be so cool. And, like, sitting there and the fact that we're paid to, like, sit there and listen to someone sing Heart of Stone. I mean, like, it's the best job ever. And then House of Holborn, I cannot wait to turn around with the glasses and just be, like, just going all out. I'm going to have to really pace myself, though, because I know that I'm going to get yeah, back straight. and be like, I'm oh, going all out. And it's going to get to, like, House of Holborn. I'm like, House of Holborn goes, like, I've got to really pace and then get down. I cannot wait for the first um, first um, get up. Whoever's in the yeah. front row, you better freaking get up. If you don't get, get up, up. I'll slap you. Literally, they better. And then um, all you want to do, I actually, do you know what? I really can't wait because I really, I do really enjoy doing what you want to do because I just think it's such an epic saga in itself, like the story and oh, the amount can... of actually, oh, that's one. If you are watching and you haven't, and you've seen it multiple times, watch, yes, obviously, of course, watch the Howard, of course, but there are so many little nuances in the choreo and the facial expressions in the in the other five girls, right? So just pay attention because the amount of, they're so clever, like Jamie and Franny and um, Grace and um, everyone, Toby and Lucy are so clever at knowing when the little nuances have to, and this is what we were talking about with the ensemble and how the ensemble tells the story, right? Like the little tiny, there's moments when we either go blank or we are, we act as the guys or we go blank the, or we stare at the guys at gets like, me all the time. Like the switch. Yeah. They're like, oh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so, so have a watch of that. And then I, so I can't wait for all you want to do. I actually really love it. And then there's a moment in I don't need your love that I really enjoy. And I, I can't put my finger on why. I just think it's that whole. What moment is it? As me appreciation. It's when we sat on the steps and past starts and goes, just before you get up you know i love you boy no it's literally when she starts oh. and it's the, it's she goes dear thomas dear tom and it's that moment there's it's, complete it's silence the inner goes silent. yeah silence we yeah. sat there watching her she's about to sing and it's just that you could not hear a pin drop in the audience and everyone is looking and it's just the most like I think it is that literally the embodiment on stage of like, wow, I'm yeah. so lucky to be here in this moment. Like 
that is a real moment that gets me every time. And I just and then obviously you get up and do the whole I don't need that whole up, thing like, like deep oh. calm and then it drops for a second. Yes, yes, and then she that is the note out of thin air. Mm-hmm. Start mm-hmm. this whole thing that just it's like kind of like a roller coaster. It gets to the top of the yeah. hill, uh-huh. and then it's just woof, woof. from there. Yeah, and it's the moment that it gets to. I love when it's we've had the first like bum bum and the break and the chatting away and the chat 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 feminism chat chat chat, and then the cheeky look when it's like oh don't really. Yeah. And then it's the fact that at that point the audience and the cast are one like the audience know everything now and they know yeah. the plan and they know the whole thing and they are with you fully in that moment and you are literally all together like it oh my god it's, a, it's a that wait. moment I'm that you see like the final bricks in the wall fall down mm-hmm. like anybody that was just mm-hmm. hanging on they're in mm-hmm. like it's yeah like, they're in yeah. and it's also i can't wait for the um the uh in six when it's the first like clapping clapping and getting everyone involved that bit and also um the bit when it when it goes um the shows the shows basically oh, what's the lyric um that's it's the it's not that we want to say before we drop the curtain although I love that line it's the we want to say before we drop the curtain it's a bit before it's like the show is almost over or something like that but it's like we want to say before we drop the curtain all that bit and it's like <gasps> I feel like it's gonna yeah. be so oh it's just oh it's just beautiful and oh I just love it so lucky to be part of this show so lucky and lucky dumb fans that love it and like people like you that just get it and, and just like click oh. just like shit guys like no it's so emotional isn't it? it's just so much it's just like, oh, I get, like it's so important i know there's like some really huge fans out there and i love mm. you guys mm. Just the way I look at this show, man. Like, I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. that first time I saw it, I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, like, I yeah. turned around. I think that day Lucy was in the audience. So I turned around and, like, chatted to her and then chatted to the producers mm-hmm. afterwards. And it was just like, mm-hmm. everyone's bought in. Like, there is yeah. not one person yeah. involved with this show that doesn't believe 100% in what mm-hmm. this show's about fully like everyone is so invested and in, like let's go like let's do it like everyone throws everything they have into it and and you can tell it's like the love that you feel. I remember watching it the first time and even from the moment when it was like if they come through the curtain it's like divorce boom boom I thought this is something different this is something else like we didn't I don't the curtain, you then, can't put your finger in. yeah yeah. So we just had them like, walk on stage. Oh, just, yeah. So we just had the lights go and then oh. they just come up the stairs and it's just silhouettes to take the bevels. Oh. And you just, you heard tip, 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 and them just walk across and you heard everybody either cheer or just drop dead silent waiting for that mm. first. It was. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm getting proper emotional, honestly. Like, I'm literally crying. Oh. Right now. <laughs> I can picture the whole show in my head. (laughs) Hi, excuse me, Six. I know I can't make it to the UK, but can you please set me up with like a Skype or something, please? Because like, (laughs) holy crap, set me up with a Skype and a megaphone and I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's, oh, oh, the love, honestly, the love that, that everyone has for it. And it's so lovely talking about it because it lets you remember like all these little nuanced moments and and just the excitement of the buzz that 
you feel going into it. It's just nothing, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like it. I can't even explain. It's just magical. Oh, love it so much. So, so lucky. Oh. I, just, I just love the fact that I get to talk about this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> this is like, I have gone so in depth with the, with this show right now that like, yeah. I don't even it's know just, if there's a part of the show that I don't know about. Like, I don't yeah. know if there's anything. It's... Yeah. Oh, I mean, oh. It's even like what you don't see when we go off stage and, and we're putting the roughs on. Like, that is such a quick. Oh, that what is I would give, guys, are... six, hi, can you hire me? Like, I will literally, I know, yeah. I know the shit. I can stay backstage. Yeah, I know my you're shit. set up. You're set up. Like, it's the fact that, um, to know if you've seen it lots before, to know that when Cleves is on stage doing the whole, um, oh, woe is me, it's so sad and all this. Yeah. Like we're off stage for literally about 30 seconds. Um, roughs, drink, glasses, this, blowing your nose, this, that, this, sorted and back off. Like, I think that's such a, and that's, even though that's stressful, that's such a magical part of the process as well, because it's like, <gasps> Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, like adrenaline rush of, yeah. oh, here we go, we need to get the Ross on. Like, it's just so exciting. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. And even the amount that you don't, you don't see, like, they reuse the, um, the confetti. So when they're sweeping it up, at the end of the show, it takes about 20 minutes to sweep up the confetti. And yeah, sweep up the confetti, sift it all out so that there's no random, like, gems and bits that are going to fall on us. It's just the confetti. Pop it back in the bucket, get the, the, the thing down, pop the bucket on the thing, lift the bucket back up again. So that requires like the stage management team, the tech team, the theatre team that know about the architecture and all this, like everyone in the theatre to do just that, to do just that. It's just like, oh, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And I can't wait. I cannot wait with everything in me to get back to it. I just cannot wait. It's just magical. Well, if I'm not oh. sure about making another podcast, I sure am now, guys, because it's happening. <laughs> uh, Maddie, that brings us to two hours, which makes this the longest episode oh we've recorded. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to press stop there. Thank uh, you so much. Thank uh, you. Guys, thank you for sticking around. Uh, I'll probably, I might split this into two. I'm not sure. Um, probably <laughs> yeah. um, but um, yeah, make sure you guys, I'm going to do some research into all the things. And if I pop any links down below, I pop links down below. We've spoken about mm -hmm. so much here. There's too much to put links to. Um, mm -hmm. Just be vocal, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just be vocal. Talk about it. Talk about it with friends and, and family and, and keep going with it and keep sharing the importance of it because it's important. It's important. It is. We've cried about yeah. it. Um, yes. <laughs> all right, Queens. We'll wrap this up before we go down another rabbit hole. Thank you for joining us this week. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode of the Queendom Podcast. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.